This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's stay in our lane right now, Chelsea. Continue talking about the NFL because that's what we do. And talk about what we saw yesterday in Week 9 in the NFL. Let's start with the early game yesterday where the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14 in Frankfurt. Chiefs were on top 21-0 at the half. One of the reasons why we both like this game, you had the guts to bet it, I did not, is that coming off a loss, Patrick Mahomes is now 11-3 and straight up. But I think more than that, what is your take on the Dolphins now? Because they've lost three games this season, but each of those losses have come against winning teams. So are you a believer in Miami that they really have what it takes to knock down the top dogs in the AFC because they haven't proven they can beat the great teams or the very good teams in conference? No, like think about if this was college football. If you're sitting on the desk and if you're part of the committee, you're looking at their resume and you're saying, okay, what are the good teams you've beaten? Mm, None. Oh, you didn't Mm -hmm. keep it close with any of those teams either. Although the Dolphins did wage a sort of comeback. And I was feeling a little nervous because if there is any team that's built to come from behind, it's probably the Dolphins. Like they have such a good passing game that you're like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be counting my money before this game is over uh, since I bet on the Chiefs. But still, I don't think they've proven anything for me to want to put them in that tier. And here's the thing. The books are kind of still putting them in that tier. They have shorter odds to win the AFC than the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think maybe there's some value there in fading the Dolphins or at least just not taking them to win the AFC. Right now, they're 6-1 to uh, ahead of the Bengals and ahead of the Bills, uh, but behind the Ravens and, of course, behind the Chiefs. Here's a good talker if we need something to talk about. Did you see where Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill said this? I think this is football's new rivalry, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Huh. A rivalry, you say? When's the last mm-hmm. time that the Dolphins beat the Chiefs? Do we know? I, I don't know. This is not a rivalry. It's not a, just because Tyreek Hill wants it to be something doesn't mean it is. <laughs> and the only reason he's saying this is just because he switched teams, by the way. And he was one of the reasons why the Dolphins lost this game because there was a scoop and score in the second quarter after Brian Cook scored a little bit of a lateral. And it was because of a hit on Tyreek Hill where he fumbled a football. But just because you switch teams, Tyreek Hill, I like Tyreek Hill, but he talked some smack before this game, did not deliver because the Dolphins lost this game. And why is this a rivalry? Based on what? The last time Miami won was 2011. Ah, oh, this is a rivalry game. I remember 12 years ago when Miami beat Kansas City. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's one player. Like, it's not all about right. you, Tyreek Hill. Like, we don't have players switch teams. They're like, oh, this is a rivalry now. Like, no, more goes into a rivalry than that. So, yes, I think this is something that's just for talk. And this is something that Tyreek Hill does all of the time. Uh, He kind of likes to stir the pot and talk some trash. It's just you got to back up that trash talk. Like, that's what I was more disappointed in. Because usually when Tyreek Hill says something, he has the talent and the skill to back it up. Like, remember before the season when he said – it, didn't he say something about he was going to get 2,000 receiving yards? And listen, yep. like he started off really hot. And at one point in the season there, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's not lying here. Uh, but, huh. but still, when he says this about the Chiefs, I'm not buying it. It still feels like the Chiefs are on another level than the Dolphins. And we saw that early Sunday morning.
I'll tell you a big rivalry. Rams and Panthers, when Baker Mayfield went from the Rams to the Panthers last year. I mean, that's when you knew this is a rivalry. Come on, man. Can we talk about the Ravens for a second? The Baltimore Ravens ripped the Seahawks 37-3 to yesterday. Keaton Mitchell, rookie from ECU, undrafted, goes for 138 yards. Odo Beckham Jr. scores for the first time since he played with the Rams in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Lamar Jackson throws for only 187 yards. He sat out the fourth quarter of this game. Rarely in the NFL do you have a starting quarterback sit out, not because he's injured, just because, nah, we don't need him. Seattle manages six first downs. They were outgained 515 to 151 yards. The Ravens are a problem. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any value in betting on them, though, because right now the books have caught up. They're the second favorites to win the AFC at plus 450. If you like them to win the Super Bowl, though, they are 9-1. to I'm not sure if that's a bet that I'm going to make. They are now the overwhelming favorites to win the AFC North, though. They're minus 150, followed by the Bengals at plus 320. I still think this is maybe a solid bet to make. Like, I don't love taking any kind of futures bet at minus 150. Maybe a wait on this one. But if I had to place a bet on this right now, it would be the Ravens. Because it still feels to me that the Bengals are not necessarily a regular season team. Yes, they look good now. But when it comes to the regular season, like the Ravens are the team that it feels like are the kings of the regular season. Yeah. Usually the trouble comes for this team later on in the year when you're playing in the postseason and you have to be two-dimensional. I'm not saying that that's the case with this Ravens team, but in years past, it has kind of been the issue. So I don't know how you bet on the Ravens board. I think if it's a big number, because I would imagine now that you're seeing some of these crooked games, we're going to see massive spreads for the Ravens, especially when they're playing uh, some teams that are lower caliber. But they have two divisional matchups coming up. They've got the Browns at home and the Bengals at home. Usually the Ravens at home are much better as well. Uh, But maybe if you like the Ravens, you wait until after those two games. Because we've seen one thing about games in the AFC North is that usually they play closer than people expect. So, yes, the Ravens are flying high now. But if you truly believe on them, like maybe wait a couple games and see if you can get a better price. I think that's great advice. Also, I did want to mention the Raiders because they smoked the Giants yesterday, 30-6. to Danny Dimes looks like he's gone for the season with a torn ACL. He left early in this game. So Tommy DeVito takes most of the snaps for the G-Men. Hey, Tommy, forget about it. You got it. He's not good. He's not good. Aiden O'Connell starts for Vegas. Did you see the Raiders in the locker room smoking cigars? Like they had just won the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you saw the story that Jay Glazer had on Fox before the game that he told. And the last straw for the Raiders was the Raiders had a big airing it out session. We talked about that early last week, right? Everyone mm-hmm. gets in the locker room, says, all right, if you have something to say, say it. And so they lit up Josh McDaniels pretty good, right? And all of a sudden, after doing this, Antonio Pierce, who is now the interim head coach, stands up and gives an example about, hey, we need to play for us. We need to believe in what we do and how we play. Let's not worry about anyone else. In fact, as an example, back in 2007, when we beat the Patriots, nobody thought we could win, but we thought we could win because we believed in ourselves. Well, he gives that speech. Everyone is reportedly on the same page. And then immediately, Josh McDaniels pulls Pierce aside and says, don't ever talk down about the Patriots like that, ever. 
in front of everyone. So immediately, what could have been this harmonious moment for the locker room immediately shows the discord. And as a result, Josh McDaniels, Gonzo. That's a crazy story if that's true. Yeah, it doesn't sound like things were great when Josh McDaniels was around. I'm not sure if this translates into more big wins for the Raiders because you've still got to examine the opponent. They beat the Giants uh, to a blowout. So I'm not taking too much away from it, but maybe in a situation where like maybe they're getting a lot of points, maybe you play the Raiders there. I did think it was fishy that the Raiders were favorites in this game, despite firing all kinds of people from their staff. And that should tell you a lot about the capabilities of the people who are manning that team. So we'll see moving forward for the Raiders. Oh, man. Regardless of what happens, there's no question that's a better and happier locker room without Josh McDaniels in it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.